We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's up packer fans welcome into the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl today i am joining you to discuss jordan love primarily but for those of you who haven't had a chance to go through some of my recent videos and articles. I just spent the last couple months doing really deep dives into every Packers draft pick this season from Eric Stokes to Kylan Hill and everyone in between. I know that we're now sitting, you know, a couple months after the draft and, you know, you may seem like you've read everything there is to read, but these are intense deep dives into each of these prospects. And it really gives me an opportunity to really dive into the film and share with you guys all of my observations on every single one of those picks. So why am I bringing that up today? Well, I did the exact same project for a few of the draft picks a season ago, but primarily for Jordan Love. And I dug into every single one of his t- uh, games from 2018 and 2019 using all 22 wherever I could and did a extreme dive into the film. And as we sit here today in June, Obviously, this breakdown of Jordan Love is much more important today, maybe even than it was a season ago, because as of right now, Jordan Love may or may not be the starting quarterback of your Green Bay Packers this upcoming season. So I wanted to take some time since, you know, uh, again, it's more appropriate today, maybe more than ever, uh, to go back and kind of review that Jordan Love article. So if you haven't had a chance, you can check out the 2018 and 2019 um articles from PackerReport.com. Again, I broke down every game from 2018, every game from 2019. So you can check them out there, but I'm going to be doing my best to give you my full breakdown today. So let's start with 2018. So here were my 12 observations from Jordan Love watching every game of his from 2018. So the first thing, the biggest thing that stood off the tape to me with Jordan Love in 2018 is he had the ability to make every single throw that you could possibly want him to make. So what does that mean exactly? So first of all, it means that he can reach every level of the field with ease. He can reach left, middle, center, deep, intermediate, short. He can run, you know, do the screen passes, use different arm angles. He can hit tight window throws in the middle of the field. And he has the ability to change pace on the ball when he's making those throws as well. You know, bullet pass tight window throws. He has the soft touch. He has the velocity. He can change up to do anything that you need him possibly to do on the football field. If you want to 
go and watch a deep out in college. If you want to watch a fade, a nine route, a deep post, you can find tape of every single level in NFL level throw in his 2018 college tape at Utah State. There is nothing that's left to the imagination. With some quarterbacks, because of the systems that they're in, you have to project as to whether or not they can make some throws in the NFL or whether they're going to be able to do it with any level of consistency. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love was perfect on every single one of these throws, but there is legitimate tape of him making every single throw and doing it in a lot of times with a level of difficulty as well, meaning he was on the run, meaning he was throwing off platform. He has the arm strength to reach any level of the field. Again, he can change up the pace of the ball so he can put touch on it when you need to. Back shoulder fades, all of it. All of it is in his disposal. So if there's any question as to whether or not Jordan Love has the straight arm talent or can reach any level of the field, that is completely out the window. He has every throw in his arsenal, every tool in his tool belt, whatever cliche you want to use, he has all of it and it's on display in his 2018 tape. Number two on my list was Love has impressive touch and placement. And I think some of those accuracy questions were, um, you know, thrown about, and I'll get to accuracy in just a moment, but, you know, the ability for Jordan Love, so many of these, let me go back for a second. When, When we used to talk about Brett Favre, like after Brett Favre, there was like every single quarterback after that is like, oh, we got to find the next Brett Favre, whether it was Kyle Bowler or JP Lossman or like all of these quarterbacks is like, oh, it's the next Brett Favre. And these were, you know, Rex Grossman was another one. These rocket arm quarterbacks, but they didn't have the touch or the placement, um, you know, that, that was required of them. And they ended up struggling for a variety of reasons, not just that, but so many of these young rocket arm quarterbacks have one speed on their ball and they don't know how to change it up. Like that's how they live. They live with the rocket ball. They die by the rocket ball. And that's not what I saw with Jordan Love in 2018. Yes, he has the ability to hit throws in tight windows. And again, I kind of discussed this in number one, but he also uses great touch, uses great placement. There were a variety of fades in the red zone. There were a variety of back shoulder throws. There were a variety of throws where he just threw with touch, anticipation, and accuracy that led me to believe that this is not just a, you know, I'm going to drop back and I'm going to use this howitzer of an arm to throw to any level of the field that I want. He was a much more nuanced pass than that. And again, all of those throws at his disposal, but with touch and accuracy as well. Number three was those concerns about accuracy. So you look at his stat line, even in 2018, and you see a 61.9% completion percentage. And that is like the Mendoza line is, is right around there for college quarterbacks and accuracy, because the truth of the matter is like Josh Allen is a unique player in the fact that it is very, very rare for somebody to have a low completion percentage in college and then get to the NFL and have it be better. Like you just don't see it because of course college is easier. You have, you know, op- more open windows. You can throw with more accuracy. There's not as much pressure. You know, defenses aren't as exotic, a variety of different reasons. Now you come to the NFL, the players are better. The schemes are better. Everything's faster. It's, highly unlikely that you come to the NFL, even with experience and become a better, more accurate thrower at the NFL level than you were in college. So you want to see ideally 65, 66, even above that. So 61.9 is a little bit of a red flag if we're being real. But when I watched him on tape, I didn't have any concerns with his overall accuracy. 
Again, I, I saw throws that receivers could have had that they dropped. I saw overall solid technique. It was something you need to clean up and I his overall technique. And I think he's actually done a really nice job of that in the NFL so far as I've watched him in rookie mini camps, OTAs. His overall form looks much more compact. The ball's exploding out of his hands. I do think he's cleaned up his form some, but I never see that there was anything that, like you go back and watch Aaron Rodgers at Cal, right? Like just all over the place with mechanics. He had that high ball carriage, like all of it was just a little bit of a mess. Like I didn't see that with Jordan Love. I saw a player that maybe a few tweaks here and there to how he was doing things, but overall had the throwing motion and the easy, um, you know, the easy gas on his ball, again, to be able to make any throw. And I didn't see any major issues with accuracy. I thought he mostly did a good job with his feet leading to the receiver. Um, All things, again, that he could semi work on, but nothing that was just extremely broken where you're like, all right, he has like that Blake Bortles hitch in his throw or the, you know, high ball carrying from like Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing egregious like that. And when I watched him throw the football, I thought he had plenty of accuracy throwing in. I didn't have any concerns. I didn't watch his tape and be like, all right, accuracy is going to be a major concern. Now we'll get to 2019 later. Uh, but as when I was watching 2018, I didn't have any questions with his accuracy. Number four was his ability to make those tight window throws. So you go back and you read Bob McGinn's scouting series from that draft. And one of the scouts uh, talking about Jordan Love said that Jordan Love might be the first ever player who goes from college to the NFL and, and sees wider windows in the NFL than he did in college. And a lot of that's due to the talent that was around Jordan Love, but he just didn't have wide open receivers. It just wasn't a scheme and a system of players that allowed Jordan Love to have a high completion percentage. And he made consistently tight window throws with tight coverage through wide receivers open. And it was really gorgeous football to watch. And, and that's what you want out of your quarterback that you think can lead you to the next level is that ability to throw wide receivers open and throw tight window throws. And again, you know, as that scout's mentioning, you know, it's very rare, but you know, again, you get to the NFL, the players are better, the windows are tighter. And now all of a sudden, you know, we see so many quarterbacks clamp up in those type of situations with Jordan Love. He solved that in college. Again, there's nothing to project here. Baker Mayfield's a great example of a quarterback. Kyler Murray's another one where you go and you watch his college tape and it's like, yeah, it looks fantastic, but he's throwing to wide open receivers all day long. And that's no, there's no disrespect in any way, shape to form or form to Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield, who are both phenomenal quarterbacks in their own right. But you go and watch him in college and you have to project this to like, okay, how is he going to do when he doesn't have wide open receivers running down the field at multiple levels? With Jordan Love, you didn't have to project that. You saw a multitude of tight window throws that he was able to make with a high level of consistency. Number five, my first downside for my 2018 tape with Jordan Love is there were plenty of turnover worthy plays in 2018 as well. You go to 2019 and you see the stats and you see all the interceptions and you're like, all right, so why why was it that he you know basically didn't have any interceptions or turnovers in 2018 and then he had a bunch in 2019? Obviously, it must be the change in personnel and the coaching staff and all of that and you can write that all off. But the truth of the matter is is that in 2018 there were plenty of turnover worthy plays as well. The defenses just didn't 
make the most of them and actually turn them into turnovers. There were multiple times where he threw into tight windows. There were multiple times where he uh, tried to do a little bit too much. There were multiple times where he threw into coverage because he didn't see the player that was dropping into coverage. All of the same things that we would see eventually in 2019 that would cause him, you know, cause teams to have a level of concern. You go back and watch 2018 and you see those exact same things. They just didn't turn into turnovers with the same level of frequency. So a little bit of, again, of a red flag there that this was showing itself as early as 2018, even though the numbers and the stats didn't recognize it, it was still unequivocally there. So number six is what about those turnover plays? What type of turnover plays did he have on tape? And there were three very specific types of turnover plays that he had on tape. Number one is he would just try to do too much. You would see him, again, playing with players at Utah State and not maybe having the talent around him where he was trying to be Superman a little bit. He was trying to be the guy that was leading his team to victory. And for the most part, both in 2018 and especially in 2019, that was understandable. Like he had to be the guy that was going to get wins for this team. So it's understandable that he tried to do much, but it's also unequivocally true that he did just try to do too much. There were times where he just needed to make the simple throw. There were times where he needed to throw the ball away. We just saw a little bit too much hero ball from Jordan Love, even back in 2018. His second type of turnover play was where he would stare down and predetermine where he was going with the football. There's a lot of plays both in 2018 and 2019 where he gets locked on a receiver, pre-snap, predetermines where he's going, and he decides to go there no matter what. And that's something that he has to clean up. You can't just fixate on one read and expect it to be there based on what you're seeing pre-snap. And that's something that's going to even be much more you know, troublesome when he gets to the NFL is again, defenses are going to be more exotic. What you think you're getting pre-snap is not what you're going to get post-snap at all. So he's going to have to do a much better job of, it's fine to you know believe where the defense is going to lead you and make that first read and think that you're going to throw there. But then if it's not there, you have to adjust and do something different. And too many times he just predetermined and no matter what happened, he went there anyway. So that's something that again, he's going to have to work on. And then number three is just not having vision on where he's throwing the ball. And again, this partially has to do with reading defenses once again. And it's so important that again, no matter what happens, you have vision in front of you. So you would see him lock into one area of the field and then maybe come across and throw and just not have awareness of a linebacker dropping into coverage. When you're when you're quarterbacking a team, it is so important that you've got, you know, vision almost everywhere on the field and you have vision as to where you're throwing the football. Do you actually have a clean alley to throw the football? And we all know from a going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, just how important turnovers can be. And you know, Aaron has done such an insane job, better, best of all time, without question, at taking great, tremendous care of the football. And it, it's so important that you win the turnover battle because it just leads to a high, high, high percentage of of wins. You know, turnovers is the number one indicator of winning in the NFL. So being able to take care of the football is so important. And when you're quarterback you can't just let things rip without having vision on what's going on in front of you. And that's something that Jordan Love absolutely has to work on is making sure that he knows exactly where that ball is going and does he have a clear path to make that throw? Because too many times he would just make that throw without having vision in front and it turned out into a linebacker dropping or a safety screaming ahead. So those are things, again, that he's going to have to work on. 
Number seven is his mobility was much better than expected. I actually kind of equate his mobility a little bit to Aaron Rodgers. Is it a key part of his game? No. Does he run a 4-4-40? No. Is he going to be the next Michael Vick? No. But can he get to his spots and make plays You know, outside of the pocket, on the run, scramble and pick up some yardage when he needs to? Absolutely. I don't know that he'll end up being quite as, as good of a scrambler, especially as maybe early Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's mostly on that same par. So uh, again, I, I, that, that's not necessarily what I was expecting going in. And I was pleasantly surprised with his overall mobility. Number eight is I think Jordan Love has the ability to be a red zone weapon. So what does that mean? In the red zone, we know that everything tightens up into very small, tight spaces. And you have to have precision accuracy. You have to be able to throw in windows. And you also want some mobility to be able to make plays with the football and extend plays. And I think everything we've talked about up until this point goes into just how good he can be in the red zone and how he performed in the red zone in 2018. Again, the mobility allows him to step up in the pocket, extend plays, make plays, and even run in for scores when he needs to. He also has the ability, as we talked about, to make those tight window throws, which in the red zone is of the utmost importance because those windows get so insanely tight because you've got so many players packed into such a tight area of the field. I also saw him make a variety of back shoulder throws in the end zone. I also... You know, I also saw him throw a ton of just fades, you know, back of the end zone fades that were just perfectly placed to give his wide receiver the best opportunity to go up and make a play on the football. So you want a fade, you want a back shoulder fade, you want a tight window throw, you want him to run it in, you all of those things. You want him to extend the play. Jordan Love has the ability to do all of those things. And that's why, um, again, I think he can be such a red zone weapon. Number nine is he showed a propensity to stand in and take a hit. And Ben Fennell always talks about this as job description throws. At some point in the NFL, they're going to blitz a player that your team can't pick up. And you have the ability to connect on a shot play down the field on a player that's either uncovered or is has a mismatch down the field if you can just buy enough time to make that throw. And more often than not, what that means is it's not that you're buying time and getting outside of the pocket or doing something like that. You've got somebody screaming up the field ready to rip your face off. And what that means is you still have to step into that throw and make that throw with confidence, even though you know you're going to take a pounding. And that's a tough thing to do over and over in the NFL is yes, the more and more you take those hits. But you want to see that the player has that conviction and that courage to make those job description throws. And Jordan Love, again, did that with spades in 2018, stepping up when he knew he was going to take a hit to deliver a ball over the middle of the field. Now, as time goes on, you know, when you're a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, things like that, you don't necessarily always want to be taking those hits. And you want to avoid those hits, especially if you're an MVP caliber quarterback and you know how important it is that you can stay in there for that game and the games to move forward. But there are times where it just is part of your job as a quarterback and you have to take those hits. Jordan Love had no fear and made those throws, stepped up and completed those throws when given those opportunities. Number 10 is improvisation. And you hear people compare Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of that improvisation is where that comp comes in. And I think his ability to make plays out of the pocket, step up in the pocket, buy time, like all of it, like improvisation is one of those things now as you're evaluating quarterbacks, it's it's so high up on the list. It is so hard in today's NFL to be a quarterback that is just a pure pocket passer and you don't have any improvisational ability. Listen, you're going to call a multitude of plays throughout the course of a game that just can't beat beat the defense. Like the defense is just going to be better than what you called on offense. 
And if your quarterback doesn't have the ability to buy time and make improvisational plays, whether it's with his legs or with his arm, you're you're just fighting so far behind things because the defense is just going to win too many plays for you to consistently string together wins in the NFL. Your quarterback has to be able to ad-lib and make do with what he can in those situations, especially on third downs, fourth downs, fourth quarter, down by seven. Like you just can't, you know, rely completely on whatever play call was called. So Jordan Love, again, showed that ability to make improvisational throws and some of the more ridiculous improvisational throws that you'll see a college quarterback make again back in 2018. Number 11 was another just crazy one. And that's the ability, you know, for him to draw players off sides with his hard count and get free plays. I mean, this is truly Aaron Rodgers. Now, nobody is Aaron Rodgers when it comes to getting people to jump off sides and get free plays out of it. I've never in my time watching quarterbacks seen a college quarterback as adept at using the hard count, drawing players off sides and generating free plays and getting yardage and scores off of those free plays. It was legitimately like watching Aaron Rodgers at times. Now again, nobody's as good as Rodgers. I don't think anyone has ever been that I've seen as good at, in college at it as Jordan Love. And already in many camps and OTAs this season, Jordan Love has done it on multiple occasions to draw players off sides and get free plays. This is something that will carry over incredibly well from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love is generating those free plays, getting those shot plays downfield and having the ability in the straight quarterback arm strength and accuracy to take advantage of those free plays. It was really uncanny to see exactly how he did it very similarly to Aaron Rodgers back at his time at Utah State. And then finally, my number 12 for 2018 is I understood the selection. I could understand why people didn't like it. And we can obviously see now how things are playing out where you can argue for from now through the end of time as to whether or not it was the best decision to draft Jordan Love. But you go back and you watch his 2018 tape and it is hard to not fall in love with the player. Now we'll get into the 2019 tape, but as far as 2018 goes, listen, I watched Patrick Mahomes a ton at Texas Tech. In my personal opinion, Jordan Love's 2018 tape is better than any college tape from Patrick Mahomes. In my opinion, Jordan Love's 2018 tape was better than anything Justin Herbert put on tape in college. Does that mean that Jordan Love is going to be better than either of those quarterbacks? Probably not. If I'm betting today whether Jordan Love is better than either Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to bet on Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. But if I'm just evaluating their college tape against each other, I liked 2018 Jordan Love better than anything from Herbert in any season, better than anything from Mahomes in any season. That's how good it was. So I can understand why you're picking in the late 20s and all you have to do is use a fourth round pick to move up and get them and you want to maybe go and make that trade. I fully understand it. I fully get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So that was the 2018 tape for Jordan Love. Now let's jump into my 12 observations from the 2019 tape, which are a little bit different. So first of all, my biggest observation in 2019 is that Jordan Love had 32 turnover-worthy plays in a 13-game season. That's per pro football focus, but it was easy to see. The, the stat was per, for, per pro football focus, but it's easy to see the turnover-worthy plays on tape as well. The bigger thing is that there were three games in which he had no turnover-worthy plays. So those 32 turnover-worthy plays came in 10 games. So 3.2 turnover-worthy plays in those 10 games that he played. Again, he had three where he was perfect, but uh, you saw a lot of these nonetheless. And I mentioned yesterday, um, you know, just what turnover-worthy plays that we saw on tape. And it was, again, not reading defenses, trying to do too much, and predetermining throws. I thought, again, the biggest thing that reared its ugly head in 2019 was identifying defenses pre-snap and understanding what type of defense he was throwing into. And again, we saw all of those things as well. We saw him trying to do way too much. And at times he had to do way too much. There were games like against you know LSU where he just was... The, the entire team was so overmatched. Like he had to be Superman to try to get anything done. So there's definitely a part of that too. But far more often than not, my, my biggest concern off of it was just he was throwing without understanding where he was throwing. And there were times again where, where linebackers would just drop off into simple zone coverages and he just didn't see him and would throw it right to him. There was one specific play on tape where he threw into coverage, didn't see the linebacker dropping and didn't see a corner in this, like he didn't see two players in the same zone. Like literally two players would have had the opportunity to pick off the pass. So he has to play with better vision and understanding what defenses are doing, or it's these turnover-worthy plays are going to become even more troublesome when he gets to the NFL. And I think the bigger thing here is I mentioned when I was going through the 2018 tape that this was a red flag in 2018 as well. It's all these different type of turnover-worthy plays. So what do you want to see in 2019? You want to see him improve upon that. You want to see him not try to be as much of a hero. You want to see him throw uh, without, you know, predetermining where he's going to go. You want to see him do a better job of reading defenses. Instead, it was the exact opposite. Not only did he learn, not learn from it, but he regressed in 2019 and threw even more of those type of throws. And again, Part of it was the extenuating circumstances of the just not having the same talent around him, not the same coaching staff, different system, all of those things. But it remained the case 
that he did a bad job of reading defenses, identifying defenders, and throwing into coverage, which is, again, something he's going to have to improve. Number two, he has to better understand defenses. And there are times where he reads defenses perfectly, and there's others where he simply looks lost. And it's it's weird, right? So there, there are times where you will see him pick apart a defense and you will see him identify pre-snap what they're doing, go through progressions, look off defenders. Like you see all of it at different times. There's other times where he looks utterly confused or just stubborn where it's like, and it's tough to tell which one it is. It's tough to tell if he's confused and not knowing what's going to happen or if he knows what's happening and he's just trying to throw a hero ball anyway. And again, when you're just watching the tape, it's tough to discern which of the two that it is. Ultimately, it doesn't matter that much. It just, it's something that he ultimately has to clean up. And you do want to see a quarterback that can identify defenses a little bit better and again, make better decisions with the football. So this is something that as a young quarterback is tough for every young quarterback. Of course, you're not going to have a PhD in quarterbacking and reading defenses and understanding defenses. And as you watch Aaron Rodgers for a decade plus do this at a level that very few in the history of football have been able to do, it's easy to watch Jordan Love as a junior in college at Utah State with a crappy core around him and say, well, he's just not reading defenses as well. Well, no, no kidding, right? It's not going to be as good but it is something that he's going to have to improve on and get better on, better at as time goes on. Number three is this new offense that he was running was just disjointed from the word go. Now, if you're not aware, nine of his 11 starters on offense were new players from 2018 to 2019. He had a new offensive coordinator. He had a new head coach. Everything was changed around him, and he never looked to have the same level of comfort, the same level of confidence. It just was disjointed all around him. And that is a very tough thing for a player like Jordan Love. He's coming off a phenomenal 2018. All you and you can't go to the draft yet because you're a sophomore. So all you want to do is carry over that momentum and carry over everything into 2019. And instead, he gets a brand new supporting cast. He gets a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, and a new system that he has to learn. And it just it just didn't work for a variety of reasons. And in no way, shape, or form is that all on Jordan Love, or even is the majority of it on Jordan Love. I just don't think he had the pieces around him. And I don't think the coaching staff did a great job of utilizing and really understanding what Jordan Love did well. Uh, we could get into the coaching in 2019 in a whole nother episode, but I'm a huge believer that as a coach, you need to you know bend and mold your system around the talent that you have on your team. And I think the coaching staff did a great job with Jordan, Jordan Love in 2019 and really focusing on what Jordan Love did best. And maybe that was due to the pieces around him. Maybe they just didn't think that what Jordan did best is what the rest of the team could actually handle. So they tried to make Jordan change instead of everyone else. But Either way, it was just disjointed from the word go, and you have to take that entire 2019 season in a way with a grain of salt because it was just because it was it was totally different, and you could see that from from the, the start of the season. Number four is that supporting cast that I just mentioned let him down. There were touchdown throws that he should have had that his team just dropped or didn't execute on that he gave them plenty of opportunities to execute on. 
There were interceptions that bounced off of players' hands or that were due to pressure that was immediate because offensive linemen didn't do their job. Like, I'm not making excuses for Jordan Love here. And as I started with this, uh, you know, observations for 2019, the first couple were things that Jordan Love needed to work on. It's also noteworthy that the team around him just didn't do him any favors either. And you go back to that LSU game from 2019, you were looking at Jordan Love as a really good player on the field. And then all other 10 players on Utah State were worse than the 10 players or 11 players, however you want to look at it, that were across from them on the other side of the field. You can't, you can't as Jordan Love, look at one single matchup that you had with the rest of your team and say like, oh, we're going to win that matchup. Every offensive lineman for Utah State that was going up against an LSU defensive lineman or edge rusher was outmatched. Every single receiver that was going up against an LSU corner was outmatched. Like all, all of it. So like they just were not in a position in any way, shape or form, or Jordan Love wasn't in a position that anything was going to work. Like they were just outgunned everywhere. So he just didn't have the support system around him. And that supporting cast that he did have let him down on numerous occasions. Number five, this is something that you could see easily on tape, but this is something that's been confirmed by numerous players and numerous coaches that have been talked to in the media and interviewed and things like that. Jordan Love remained even keeled throughout everything. New offense, new players around him, new offensive coordinator, new head coach. Team wasn't doing as well. He was throwing more interceptions than normal. He wasn't having the level of success he was used to. And he was the same guy playing and play out, down in and down out. Didn't matter if they were up by 21 or down by 21. He was going out there and executing at the level that he felt he needed or that the best that he could. And there's a lot of different type of leaders, right? There's the the Drew Brees type, you know, Aaron Rodgers is more, you know, not quite as out, you know, he's definitely outspoken when he's upset at players, but definitely not more of a rah-rah, you know, I'm going to fire you up type of leader. Like Jordan Love is more the lead by example and my calmness and my work ethic is going to guide you through what you need to do. I'm not saying for certain that Jordan Love can't be a motivating quarterback. I didn't necessarily see that, but that's not something you can always pick up on on tape, right? But his demeanor and his calmness through everything was very, very evident, especially in 2019. And especially as everything was sort of crumbling around him, there was no panic. There was no chaos. It was just calm at all times from Jordan Love. And that's something that I think is definitely something that he's going to be able to carry over into the NFL. Um, The next one is that his release, this may sound weird, his release was almost just like too quick at times. And I think more is just that he was playing too fast. And this all goes back to him just not feeling comfortable in 2019. I I think because he didn't have the offensive line, he was hurrying everything up. And I think because his wide receivers maybe weren't on the same page and he was trying to learn this new system, you could just tell the rhythm. And this kind of goes back to being disjointed with this this offense and this team in 2019. Everything was just a step off. There was no rhythm and he was playing too fast. And I think if, if he would have just slowed down, if he could have even, again, a lot of that was the pressure and the offensive line play and how they were asking him to play. But I think if he could have just slowed things down a hair, I think that that offense and even Jordan Love would have looked much better. Instead, everything looked a little bit rushed. Everything looked a little bit disjointed. And his, his release and how quickly he was getting rid of the ball 
was in a way too fast. And again, a quick release as a quarterback is a good thing. And getting the ball out of your hands and into your weapons hands is a good thing. But he was doing it to an extent where the receivers weren't ready at times. Again, there was just no flow or rhythm to it. And I think that that's something that was, again, part of all that was going on in 2019. But also just something that I think he needed to slow down a little bit. Number seven is he did display and, and do a better job of just throwing the ball away. In 2018, when I mentioned those turnover plays and turnover-worthy plays, again, he was forcing it a lot of times. We still saw him force the ball in 2019, but you also saw him grow in in maturity and just knowing when to get rid of the football and throw it away and live to see another down. That's an important step as a quarterback. That's something that took Brett Favre an insanely long time, and you could argue that maybe he never really truly learned it. There's a time and a place to see another down or another series of downs, and there's a time and place where a punt's an okay thing. And, and Jordan Love took major steps in that regard in 2019 in throwing the ball away when he needed to throw the ball away and living to see another down. And again, I think that shows great maturity. And I think that shows that he was growing from 2018 to 2019, even though it wasn't the quote unquote perfect season for him. Number eight is there were a ton of screenplays. Pro Football Focus at, had him at 25% of his completions were screens. And you look at a player who has you know low 60s completion percentage, you're you're thinking that this is a non-efficient offense. If you've got 25% of your completions as screenplays, you want to see that accuracy more up towards the 70%. So the fact that so many of his completions were screens and that you weren't seeing as much, certainly in comparison to 2018, of the throws and completions down the field, middle of the field, things like that. Again, it just goes to show you how much of a change this offense was. And again, it shows some of those overall accuracy concerns because again, you want to see a much bigger accuracy percentage if you're throwing that many screen passes because those are such high percentage plays. And on the plus side is Jordan Love is really good at throwing screens. And that might be like, all right, Andy, like cool it a little bit. Like every quarterback is good at throwing screen passes, but to some extent that's true, but Jordan Love has the mobility and the variety of arm angles that when even when defenders are coming at you or you have to just, you know, take a step back, buy a time, drop low to kind of get the ball there. He has all of those different off platforms and arm angles that can get it to screen players in a variety of different ways. And also on some of those outside and bubble screens, he does a great job of getting the ball, quick release, explosive ball out of his hands so that it gets to his receivers and running backs very quickly um, so that they can make their first move and get, start getting upfield sooner rather than later. So a lot of screen plays was noteworthy, but he is a very good screen passer at the same time. Um, number nine is his accuracy just wasn't the same. And this again goes back to him playing too fast, the talent around him, the scheme, all of it. But even th- this goes even further that even when there were receivers that were open in the middle of the field, even there were receivers open down the field, he didn't have the same level of accuracy in 2019 that he did in 2018. And the weird thing about that, and again, I'm sure there are scouts out there who could define this, but as I looked at it, I didn't see anything different other than him playing too fast. That was the one thing that I could put my finger on where it just looked like he was playing too fast and just not in that rhythm. And again, when you're when you're a quarterback in a in an offense that requires timing over the middle of the field, deep passes, things like that, your timing and your footwork are everything. And if any of that gets thrown off just a hair of a second, it can affect everything else and it can force you to throw long or left or right, inaccurate, low, whatever the case may be. And we saw that from Jordan Love. 
For the most part, how he was handling the ball, his footwork, all of that looked the same. Again, the only thing I could identify was, again, just him playing just a tad bit too fast. Number 10 is I feel like defensive coordinators are going to have options against Jordan Love, especially, again, what he put on tape in 2019. So as you think about how you want to play Aaron Rodgers, like how do you want to play him? You want to keep him in the pocket. You don't want him to extend plays and you want to make him throw the ball into contested catch situations because that's not what he likes to do. Other than that, there's not many options. You blitz him, he's going to beat the blitz. Like you play soft coverage, he's going to find the hole in the zone. Like there's only so many different things that you can do as a defender against Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's, the, you know, all those things are the same. There's only so many things you can do because they're just such good quarterbacks and there's certain things that just won't work against them. With Jordan Love, I think you have options. He struggled if you got immediate pressure and he struggled with different variety of blitzes. So as a defensive coordinator, I'm going to start throwing blitzes at him and see if he knows how to handle those. Number two, he struggled with complexity in zones and complexity of defenses. As I mentioned, he struggled at times to read defenses pre-snap. And if you throw exotic exotic things at him post-snap, he would sometimes, a lot of times, throw the ball anyway and didn't always see the coverage that was dropping. So as a defensive coordinator, I feel like I can run a ton of exotic defenses, drop players in coverage, and hope that I'm going to trap him and I'm going to get some turnovers coming my way. I also think that Jordan Love's best trait is his ability to get the ball downfield and make plays off platform. So if maybe those other things aren't working, if blitzing's not working, if dropping into zones isn't working, I can play a more umbrella defense, take away his deep ball, and make him throw accurately dinking and dunking the ball down the field without him getting those big chunk plays and hoping that his inaccuracy is going to come into play or his ability to force throws is going to come into play and he's going to screw something up before he reaches the end zone. So as a defensive coordinator, I go into a game with Jordan Love with a variety of tools at my disposal. Now, it's not to say that Jordan Love can't beat those. He has the ability, again, all of that ad-libbing and the, the tight window throws and his ability to throw the ball downfield. He has a lot of weapons at his disposal as well. But as a defensive coordinator, I feel like there's a few different things that I can go into my game plan with where I can, all right, let's try blitzing him first. All right, he's responding to that. Let's give him something exotic. Okay, he's responding to that. Let's play a little bit more basic. No big chunk throws down the field. Make him beat us with the you know little dink and dunk throws. So as a defensive coordinator, I feel like I've, I've got some things in my arsenal. Now, maybe Love has the ability to beat all of them, but I think that's something he's going to have to prove in the NFL. Number 11, a more minor one, he played primarily in shotguns. So just playing under center, getting the footwork and the the timing and all of that down is definitely something that he's going to have to work on as he transitions to the NFL. He's already uh, seeming much more comfortable with or just comfortable with it as I've seen him in OTAs and mini camps and doing a little bit more under center type work. And then last but not least, my last observation on Jordan Love from 2019 is that he is a player that trusts his playmakers around him. Even when he didn't have great playmakers in 2019, and you can maybe question that decision-making, but he was going to give his receivers a chance to go up and make a play on the ball. And for as great as Aaron Rodgers is, his, his hesitancy to throw into coverage is known. And again, that relates into a very small interception percentage and almost no turnovers, but it also takes away at times the playmaking ability of his wide receivers because he's so unwilling to throw into any coverage, even if it's single coverage. There are times when you're Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, etc., where even if you're covered, you're open because you're that good of a wide receiver. And Aaron Rodgers is hesitant to make those plays and just trust his receiver to go up and make a play on the football. 
He's more of, he wants to throw the receiver who's open and not let anything up to chance or anything to risk. With Jordan Love, he trusted his receivers on the outside, his tight ends, his running backs, and he gave them a chance to go and make a play. And for the most part, I didn't see his turnover-worthy plays being as a result of that. I thought he was doing his job as a quarterback, distributing his football, and giving his receivers and his playmakers a chance to do their job at the same level that Jordan Love could do his. Those were my observations for Jordan Love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoy bringing these deep dives and breakdowns to you guys. Again, if you liked it, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like or comment. It would mean a ton. Um, I'll be back here, uh, as always, with a brand new episode. Uh, We'll be back here 365 days a year. So uh, make sure you're checking it out if you haven't, uh, again, subscribed. We very much appreciate it. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go.